Hello and welcome to Horus Heretics, bonus episode 11. I'm William. I'm Neil. And today we are concluding our discussion of Ultramarines, the movie. Um, so where were we? We had just set down on the planet. We'd gone through some dusty, deserty landscapes. We'd fought a few Chaos Space Marines. We crossed a rickety bridge done some unconvincing <laughs> jumping. It was a very rickety bridge. Um, and uh, sometime around this point, our, our heroes had become split up in some way that I can't remember. And for what reason, I can't remember, but they sort of slightly split up into smaller subgroups. And they were approaching um, a kind of The temple. fortress, the, the, the Imperial Fist stronghold on well, that on the planet well it's like a shrine wasn't it it's like a so it's a shrine yeah. they were protecting um and so it's kind of like you know as with so much of 40k gothic church vibes um heavily present it's kind of like yeah like up on a cliff uh sort of yeah. thing and there's like a stormy weather going on and stuff um and yeah so the the splitting up happened when um proteus and another one um, whose name I can't remember. It doesn't matter. They all look the same. Um, they had to find a way into the the shrine fortress and the others followed them over. And so they're walking around the, the fortress thing and there is no talking once again. Uh, there's just the clanking of them moving. And then a very strange thing. I, I think maybe the sound effect was missing. Um one of them falls over without half of his head um and the response uh, i i will quote um as i think it's severus uh leans down and goes head wound fatal. <laughs> yeah i'm glad you noted that there because i will, i find that very funny he 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 didn't have half of his head yes it had been he, cleaved like a massive yeah um, yeah um that was funny <laughs> so um the this is where we see a demon attack yeah and they shoot it they hack it it runs away um they are all like where is it where did it go where did it go and then they come up on a huge statue and they've all got pretty itchy trigger fingers so they, they unload on this statue for too long a time really really they should have noticed and then the the demon takes advantage of them shooting this statue by picking up terence stamp and driving him through a wall into a pit or an abyss whatever it is um, and they both fall down all at the same time this is at the same time as the space marines have been shooting this statue and they really don't get off any shots or do anything to really protect Terence Stamp. So uh, he's dead, or so we think. He's gone. Yeah, Gandalf. And he was at, at the at the very least, he has a nice voice, <laughs> which is sad to see him go. We know it's sad because um, some horns start playing. I've made a note of all the music. Um, there's only two bits of it <laughs> so horns play so it's sad and there's some broody silence after that 
and Proteus picks up the chain sword, which is the sign of leadership, I think. <laughs> like the the I, I didn't realise that, but he he was the only one with a chain sword. And so Proteus picking it up means he can leave. But there was, there was something here where they'd basically been, they'd all been like shitting on Proteus for this whole mission. <laughs> and then, yeah. And it, it transpires that like the, the captain had like stated to Pyth, what was it, the guy, the apothecary? Pythol. Pythol. Had, like he'd informed him secretly that if he died, that Proteus was to be the leader. Because it was always like Proteus was like, oh, I want to run over there and captain's like no you must not do yeah. that and like, you know all this shit that's a bad example <laughs> he was like <laughs> constantly like you know just like sort of saying no you can't do that you're just a you know whippersnapper yeah. um, and then it turns out secretly he'd actually thought he had the most potential or whatever to, so he he takes over as leader and like some of them are like let's just go um and uh and he's like no we're going on you know there might still be there might still be survivors here. Like others are saying that the distress beacon must just be on a loop. He's like, no, maybe not. Um, yeah. Let's push Who on. Who turned it on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they do. I think, I mean, I can't remember exactly, but, they, you know, they fight Chaos Space Marines at various points uh, along the way and in, in and amongst fighting the demon. I can't exactly remember how that all pans out, but um, they... And then eventually they find a guy who you're thinking, well, you first see him and you're like, well, there's a bad guy because um, <laughs> he's got a big skull face. Um, but he's a yeah. he's a chaplain of the Imperial Fists. And there's also a... Um, there's also... <laughs> sorry, it's reminded of something that comes later, but it's made me laugh. Um, but they, um, there's a, like a normal Imperial Fist guy there and these are the last survivors. Um, and yeah. one of them... At Karnak... Yes. Karnak is the um, uh, chaplain, and he is played by John Hurt. Yeah, um, and I was like, "Oh, they they got John Hurt to do more than just read out yeah, the front page yeah. of the book." Yeah, because at first I thought it was like you know he used to get all these metal tracks where it was like they had like Orson Welles reading the sort of ominous <laughs> like monologue yeah. at the start. And I was like, you know, they obviously just got him to read this thing for twenty seconds and. Um, and that was it. Yeah, I kind of thought the same with John Hurt, like, but no, he ends up uh, being an actual character. And the, the other Imperial Fist is called Needon, which is an, an unpleasant name. Um, and he, and the, sorry, no, I was going to say Needon is like he seems to have been sort of um, especially, you know, he's been given a special mission of guarding the relic, uh, which, yeah. is, which is a book, um, a book given to them by. The emperor himself, something like uh, that, uh, given to the people of this planet or something like that, and they have to um, protect it basically. And Nidon doesn't say an awful lot at the start. He just sort of strokes the book a bit and um, points his gun at anyone who tries to pick up the book or sort of give them any help at all. And they say what happened to the planet, which is um, they kind of fought until the warp gate opened and then the demons came through and destroyed everything. And that's really about it. Yeah. Um, so I then... just want to do a, a time count here. We're at the 47 minute mark. I think it could have been done in nine minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. So, so they start making their way out. Um, 
Is that right? And they sort of come under attack. Yeah, they start make, making their way because the, they're going to be picked up by their ship at some point in time at yeah. a designated location. Yeah, so there's, well, yeah, presume, I was like, presume, I was assuming they were sort of going back to wherever it was they landed and um, going to get picked up from there. And they were sort of making their way out, but they come under attack from more Chaos Space Marines. Um, and then they kind of take a defensive position and firing back at these Chaos Space Marines charging at them. And like, at one point. But they, they, they stand in the circle for ages before their attack. That's true. Like, like most things in this film, um, there's just a lot of dead air before things happen. <laughs> um, and uh, then, so they're standing there and then they'll start shooting. And then uh, one of them was like, Chaplin, uh, why are you not using your gun? And the Chaplin's just standing there. And it turns out it's because he was charging up his psychic Croesus. Um, yeah. And he sort of zaps a whole bunch of them with that. Uh-huh. And it was like, and then he was like, and the fight goes on, and, and he's like, someone's like, oh, is the Croesus not ready yet? And he's like, no. And it's like, it was so it's such a sort of game thing, you know, it's like, yeah. Croesus takes two turns to recharge after each use, you know? <laughs> and like, yeah. And the Q's is waiting for the, you know, the power of the Emperor to, to charge up like a, <laughs> like a phone battery, you know, in this, in this weapon. That he's, yeah. But, um, and then, um, and then suddenly, Another space marine comes charging out of the 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 uh, mist and starts blowing away the chaos space marines and hacking them up yeah. with a sword. And it's it's the captain. It's Terence Stamp. Yep, he's back. Back again and from the the negation zone or whatever is. <laughs> back from the negation zone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he he single-handedly saves everyone um and again takes too long but they um yeah they they battle their way through and they get off the planet at the 55 minute mark i think 13 minutes would have done it (laughs) so they uh yeah they get away um <laughs> Sorry, I'm just really taken with the negation zone. I feel like you know, in a in a, in a Warhammer 40k themed Monopoly, which I think is an actual thing that exists. You know, they should have had the negation zone as like jail in their jail. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah. So they so they get back up to the ship, which is still empty, um, more or less. Yeah. Uh, and and the, almost from the start of meeting them, like some of them have been whispering stuff about these imperial fists being like come they're alive you know um yeah and 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 aren't these guys dodgy and stuff and um so they're back on the ship and sorry this is the this is the thing i was laughing at before right so like um there's they're on like the drop ship thing taking them back up to the ship again possibly a scene that didn't need to be in the film at all right but like um and i think there's a bit where it's just sort of like panning across them as they're like sitting on the bench or whatever the dropship <laughs> like need on the imperial fist guy he's just like um got the got the relic open both of his hands like it's his summer read you know what i mean like yeah. it's richard the gg's <laughs> boot club uh, <laughs> that he's just enjoying on the on the on the commute you know? <laughs> yeah i just find something really funny about the, the <laughs> the look of that but um yeah and uh anyway so yeah they get they get back up to the ship and um 
I can't this is uh, the, this is the bit where uh, Proteus goes to um, Sean Pertwee goes to Terence Stamp and says, "I've got qu- I've got questions about how um, Needon and John Hurt have survived this long. Uh, I think they may be chaos tainted." So they go and have a big sort of face-off, two against two, and um, the flag burns again. Severus kills the chaplain and wrestles with Needon for a bit. Um, And it turns out that um, the the flag is still burning, even with um, the chaplain dead and Needon sort of unconscious so um the the camera zooms in on severus's face which turns evil and we know that he is the one who's fallen to chaos and he sort of punches them a bit and gets away yeah and just yeah just to rewind a little bit like the, the sort of the pretext that um the the captain who who yeah we, we soon find out is the one that's turned to chaos that he uses for shooting um, at the imperial fist is that he's like I'm sure he's like oh what's what's in this book what's in this relic anyway you know and like um, sort of pulls I, I can't remember how it happens but it drops to the floor somehow and it's all like the pages are empty and somehow this is his pretext saying heresy and um, oh yeah yeah that's and, right and shooting one of them and I was like I was like yeah. Um, anyway, obviously, Why? I, yeah, I was like, "What's yeah, what?" But obviously, it's because he's just a mad demon now. Um, oh yeah. And um, so, so yeah, he he. Do both the, the both the imperial fists get killed? No, one of them survives for a bit, doesn't it? Because um, it's like Nidon survives. Yeah. Um, and they so, but a bunch of the ultramarines get killed at this point. Uh, yeah the um uh, severus just goes sort of carnage on the entire ship and um they go to the reclusium which is basically their chapel the the this is the the big chapel that we saw at the start of the film um where all the space marines set out from and we see that there has been a sort of partial transformation of severus into a demon and is absolutely hilarious like it is the worst piece of demon art i have ever seen he's got goat legs he's got a big human head and a big sort of collar cowl combo thing and he looks absolutely ridiculous (laughs) like not fearsome just ludicrous but he can move like uh, he they they can't get him basically. Um, yeah, and so it's, I think it's just Needon and Proteus at this point, isn't it? Um, well, yeah, but they, they they get another member of the Ultramarines coming in to to help. Um, and what's really funny is that clearly they want to do a transformation scene where the demon like Severus is becoming more and more demon but they don't have the budget for the actual transforming. So in one scene, he's sort of half man, half demon. Then in the next scene, he's a bit more demon. And then by the end, he's total demon, but you never see any of it happening. So I was just like, is this the same demon or does he have more friends? Um, 
and it is I, I assume it's lack of budget or either that or lack of skill yeah so like the yeah the, the but they can't really get a you know they can't get a shot at this demon really he's just too fast too strong mm-hmm. um and then it ends up with so at the start of the we didn't really talk about this because it wasn't really that significant at the time but like the start of the film when they're getting ready to to go down they're like the the captain talks about this um this great relic that they have in their chapel it's this warhammer um and sort of stored in this weird sort of organic it's not actually organic but it looks i, I don't even know what you would how you would say it's yeah it's like a reliquary but it's it's somehow it's like a, it slightly imprisons this great uh chapter relic and yeah. they all the space marines like are to put their hands on it and swear on this warhammer it's too it's too great a relic it's too good a weapon to use in battle but um they can sort of swear their allegiance and their oath of moment on it pythos goes to this or not sorry proteus goes to this and tries to get the hammer out but it's stuck in amongst all these like pipes and stuff yeah, stuff yeah. like that this scene is very bad he struggles with it without any sound effects of struggling or anything like that and then he has it free we don't ever see it yeah. become he just gets it. Oh, yeah these weird organic looking pipes are like holding on to it but then he gets it out after a bit of like just standing there pulling at yeah. it and like um <laughs> so he's got this then, hammer t- t- tell us about this um the amazing fight between the demon and the hammer wielder uh, Good. Yeah. So this demon that hitherto has been like jumping around all over the shop, like up on the big like you know pillars and and all around when they when they try to shoot it, they couldn't catch it with their weapons at all. <laughs> it literally, basically, just stands there and lets yeah. lets him hit it with a big <laughs> three times. Like he, he and not just that, allows him time to give a bit of a speech. Yeah. He gives a speech, hits him once with a hammer, bit more speech, hits him again, bit more speech, hits him a third time, which does the trick. And he's not moving <laughs> fast with his hammer. It's a big unwieldy thing that he sort of lumbers across yeah. on the reliquary and then like the demons just stand there and he just slowly delivers three hits to him. <laughs> um, uh-huh. and cut cut to Proteus giving the speech that severus gave at the start um because he has his own new batch of young recruits that he is getting to swear on this hammer and clearly you know that has blooded him in that has blooded these young marines in and he is now you know a a, a chapter legend yeah he's a and, fully fledged um yeah and that is it the end of a terrible movie 70 minutes in um i think that could have been done in 17 minutes so we could have ended up with 17 minutes of a bad movie instead we had 70 minutes of a terrible movie yeah i mean i'd, I'd give it i'd give it 20 just to be generous give it give it the extra three round it up to 20 Let it why, why not? <laughs> um but well yeah um so I like, yeah. I don't really disagree with anything you said about the shortcomings of the film, but like, 
I think I went in with very low expectations. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it probably exceeded them, as in, like, I would say it was, like, a passably watchable, like, like as I sort of compared this, it has the same feeling as, like, a sort of Saturday morning cartoon, like, but for slightly older kids, if you know what I mean, like, not, like, a pure, yeah, like, you know, anthropomorphic animals running all over the place type thing, but more of a, like, a... Like a, a visionary's Knights of the Magical Light. Like a... I don't know what that is, but uh, something like Thundercats or something like that, you know, so that kind of level of plotting. Um, and and you could, if someone else is watching that in the background, you could probably not mind it for uh, like 25 minutes, right? And like something that's, like by which I, by which I mean, right, I have, I have like probably the worst film I've ever seen in the cinema anyway, Battlefield Earth, right? Oh, and like, right. And that is like, that was sort of bad on a fundamental level. Like it didn't even, it was sort of wasn't put together at all. Yeah. Right. Okay. And it was just like, wasn't, and this was, this was at least, like it was at least basically coherent. There were some clunky bits, but it was at least basically coherent. Had, you know, was reasonably watchable at times. You know, some of the bits <laughs> looked interesting um, and, you could follow oh, what was going I, on. Um, I mean, I don't think it was. Um, it had anything interesting to look at. Um, I, 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 I had low expectations. I would say the low expectations were kind of met. <laughs> um, uh, I think it looked worse than I expected it to. Yeah. Um, it sounded terrible. Like the the sound work was shite, but for seventy minutes, like seventy minutes is a long time, yeah. and it didn't it it didn't make me regret that I was watching it. I suppose is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess like it wasn't like you were actively angry about the life that had just been consumed. Yeah, by this film. Battlefield Earth is is I I don't think I've watched it all, just because I couldn't sit through it is like a, a terrible film it's um, truly 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 horrendous truly bad like not even on a like just yeah no no redeeming feature to that at all um but like yeah in terms of this like, is the better bits, than that yeah in terms of like the bits that looked interesting yeah i agree most of it was like it was just this sort of um desert sort of um planet like that you couldn't see much of because of like foggy sort of effects and stuff um and and all of the like you you say the demon design wasn't great and and the space marines looked weird um and all this but like there was something else in this film that you liked i at least thought the space stuff looked all right and the the the, um the the sort of gothic chapel bits were okay um yeah but uh and it was sort of like it was weirdly interesting to be watching, um, you know, this this world um, in you know well, as a moving image, you know, like watching watching a film in this setting, which you know it didn't didn't by far you know do it justice really, but it was it was sort of interesting to an extent to just see see what that was like. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think down that way lies um, all kinds of um, like just allowing absolute terrible shit to be made. Well, allowing as if we have any control over that, but like just kind of uh, apolog- apologetics for just the most absolutely terrible shit to be made just because it's something that um, we like. You know that is for the the world that we like, even though it's a terrible story or something like that. No, I kind of sp- that's that's what, that's the one place I would disagree with you. I think. No, I suppose the, I suppose what I mean is like we were we were approaching this from the point of view of like let's find something to say about this mm-hmm. on the podcast. You know what I mean? So it was like it was kind of interesting to just look at stuff that we it wasn't like i was like oh my you know my nerd juices are flowing this is my this is this is this is my this is my favorite ip and i can't you know i love i love seeing it on the on the screen it wasn't like that kind of a thrill it was more like god i love ip (laughs) more i i would just one thing i would like for my favorite ip is just a bit more content like (laughs) um yeah but uh, but anyway, it's quite interesting as well in the in the context that they are, they're they're about to bring out a whole slew of new, I think even some live action like animated or animated and live action, uh, Warhammer and forty k stuff uh, for their new. Is this for the um the the plus subscription service or whatever it's called. Yeah. I think there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out for that. So I guess it is kind of interesting in that context, but as kind of one thing that quite depressed me after looking, after watching this film was like, I was just really curious, like, cause like you say, some of it seems to seem really shoddy. And but at the same time, you're like, well, you know, they, um, you know, they've got like some, you know, some prestigious actors, in it and that must have cost and i know that it's like it's just a voice role and it's not massive but like must have cost something reasonable you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i was like what um what was the budget of this film um and so like i mean i don't know if this is reliable or not but i just looked up and there's so there's like find this website which is with the numbers for where data and the movie business meet right and it's um so it says that the uh total estimated domestic um, sales, video sales across DVD, it's called it video sales, but it's saying across DVD and Blu-ray um, was $308,000 thereabouts, nice. right? And I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, well, maybe it was really cheap to make, but yeah. according to this, the production budget was $8.9 million. Mm. I was like, oh, that just made me sad. I was, I was like, yeah. I was like, that's rough. That is rough. Uh, uh, um, well, well, like, like Terence Stamp, John Hurt, they they work a lot, and they they don't have a. John Hurt had a slightly higher quality level, um, than Terence Stamp. Terence Stamp, you can get Terence Stamp for any project. You just need to pay the man. Um, but I would say, like, you're you're talking at least tens of thousands to get them to show up to your weird animated shit. And Jesus, like, I'm sure, I'm sure it was like a whole animation house working on that for a year or so. 
yeah and that's that's gonna yeah that's gonna cost a a, a lot more than three hundred thousand. that's a shame yeah yeah um and I, I think i can't remember if i said it in this episode or the last episode but um this was this project was the only thing that the uh production company did yeah um, and if those numbers it, are correct it, that probably tells you yeah tells it closed down after this was released which is and, and like that's the thing where it's like yeah i mean this obviously was really shoddy but like uh, i think like, i still i still feel like i still feel like i don't know like, and I don't like the like the sort of chat about like oh you know pe- people can like, get stuck into reviewers being like oh what have you ever made or you know I mean that sort mm-hmm. of chat because obviously that's stupid right but I, I do feel like there's a certain like things that people have put their sort of creative you know presume at least for some of the people working this it probably was like their passion you know like yeah. we're into 40k and like um, what am I trying to say here I suppose it's the same when we're talking about the books you know what I mean you kind of you want to criticize or you don't want to be like dick about it kind of thing i don't know i don't know where the line is drawn with that but um yeah well particularly I mean, when, I, when i saw those what i mean is like when i saw those numbers i felt bad for the people that had made it you know what i mean because like you're like oh fuck. But, yeah well like yeah it's 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 a shame when like you put something out there and it is um it is bad and like you hear about movies that you know um were only attended by five people or something on their cinematic releases yeah and you just think god that must be soul crushing yeah yeah and i'm i'm pleased that i've never had to go through that basically <laughs> um but you know enough time has passed now it is uh it is a bad piece of work but that's all it is. I mean, you, you'd have to imagine a lot of the, or probably not, but it's potentially uh, people that have worked in the animation of this have gone on to work for one or one or more of the many mm-hmm. video game studios that that make the many, many, many um, <laughs> licensed games about 40K that come out every year. Yeah. On Android phones, one a week. There's always a new one popping up. I'm like, oh, holy shit. There's, you know, there always seems yeah, to be a new one. Yeah, that looks exactly like the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the thing is, like, with, with a bit of work like this, it's never down to, like, the fact that everybody at the studio is shit. Yeah. It's down to the fact that, like, the people at the top said, we can, we can do you 77 minutes and got too little money to do that length yeah, of time yeah. and so they just had to like be like everybody do your best like how are we going to afford to to pay for 77 minutes worth of dialogue well yeah. don't don't you know here let's do a script that doesn't require that like, okay so what about backgrounds don't need them it's okay. <laughs> we'll do it in a storm all right so what about <laughs> You know, like what about um, uh, what about plot? Um, we have this um, back. We have this napkin that um, Dan Abnett scribbled um, <laughs> something on that we we find from his waste paper bin, and um, we said we'd pay him a, a few hundred quid for it, 
<laughs> so that we can say that it's written by Dan Abnett. So uh, just do this. No, just like it, the the scale was far too big. Um, yeah. 77 minutes is a long time to fill. It's yeah. daunting. Well, that's the, that's the thing, though. Like, in a way, it felt like whoever wrote the story was aware that they couldn't do something too big. You know what I mean? And, and Rohan had written a story that was for a 25 half an hour length yeah. thing. But then, like, there was some sort of directive or some sort of need to drag it out to um, 70 minutes. Yeah. And, like, just I was just curious. I looked up and actually on that same website, I was curious, like, for like a, a high end animated film around the same time as this, what is the budget? So, Cars 2 by Pixar was $200 million to make that. <laughs> so, I guess that kind of yeah. know, puts it in some perspective. Um, so, like, 9 million sounds like a lot, but. Um, I it it really doesn't no, for for this a, a world. full animated film like so they clearly weren't going for Pixar level quality but um what they did produce was food fight level quality which isn't isn't good but anyway it's done I I will never watch that again <laughs> um once um we're finished with this podcast I'll probably never think about it again um. So that's fine. It, it it's it's over. Um, so we will be back in two weeks. Uh, I don't know what we will be back with, but we will be back. Um, so to, if if you want to join us again for that, we we couldn't blame you if you didn't. Um, but if you do, then uh, tune in uh, for the next episode of Four Heretics. Thanks a lot. Thanks.